Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DoorDash. Round 14 listener and Chris Kennedy and Dom Brock to talk you through all of it. Dom Brock, a few interesting team selections this week. Absolutely. A bunch of injuries last week. It's been well documented how many injuries there were on the weekend, uh, but that has led to a few yeah, interesting inclusions this week, as you said. Um, one really big cheapie that will be in a lot of teams, I imagine, uh, by the time round four kicks off and, mm. uh, yeah, a few other changes across the league. Another popular cheapie that's fallen by the wayside that we'll get to in a little bit as well. Starts off on Thursday night out there at Lotto Land. The Seagulls hosting the Panthers. Uh, the Manly team list um, pretty much unchanged, I think, from last week. Um, but fantasy-wise, DCE hit form. They, um, they got a bit of a, a touch-up. Uh, once again, but um, yeah, Cherry Evans is proving that he can score sort of regardless of how the game goes. Yeah, big score in the high 70s for DCE. He's one of those keeper halves. Maybe if you can't afford a Cleary, he's a, a good option. Um, the big story, I think, was uh, Josh Schuster, who was one of the cash cows of the week last week and uh, absolutely killed it in the second row. Uh, 63 points. Did a bit of everything. Got a couple mm. of line breaks, set up a try. Um, a lot of tackles, a lot of metres. So, yeah, really good signs if you've got him. I think he's still a buy this week. He's still yeah. cheap. Uh, yeah, so so one of the best cash cows out there after three rounds. Yeah, I would say pretty close to must-have, just given their their edge forward situation. Curtis yeah. Siren and probably still at least a month away. Jack Gajewski, um, I think he came off with a bit of injury last week. Obviously, named to start still this week, but he hasn't really been commanding that um, that right side spot either. Um, I'm not sure how far off Hamali is with that um, elbow injury, but Schuster's spot actually looking pretty safe, um, unbelievably, just given where they were a couple of months ago. Um, that's pretty much it for the, the Seagulls. I think Dylan Walker um, is a bit of a semi-popular cheap. He finally showed some um, some scoring potential at, at fullback, I guess, but yeah, not a whole lot to write home about otherwise. Yeah, still a risky option, I think. Um, has improved in terms of fantasy scores on his early scores and uh, he's available at centre, which helps, but uh, yeah, still a bit of a gamble. Yep. Uh, Panthers team list, Dylan Edwards out for a few weeks with a broken hand. Stephen Crichton drops back to fullback. Matt Burton, who was pretty impressive in the halves last week, gets a chance in the centres. Nathan Cleary um, back from that one week off with a head knock is uh, massive news for everyone who has him and probably everyone who doesn't as well. Um, thoughts on the Penrith side? Yeah, Cleary back in uh, the captaincy for a lot of teams, I would say, this week. Um, he was very much missed by a lot of us uh, last round, but um, should get back to good scores straight away. Um, Mitch Kenny's one we we, we kind of, uh, I think, missed last week or was under the radar, filling in for Appy Corusau, getting scores close to 50. Should keep doing that for another few weeks. Um, if you need another hooker, anything else? Paul Momorowski is one of the better options yeah. in the centres. Um, as far as the cheap percenters go, he's probably the best of them so far. Yeah, really good signs. Um, he's sort of he's he's been consistently able to find some points. He, I think he had two tries against the Bulldogs in round two, but he's found a, a try assist or a couple of busts when he yep. needs it. And what that was his worst score? I think thirty eight after three rounds. So good signs for him. Absolutely. Uh, Spencer Lenny is another one. There was a few uh, injury concerns at the end of that game. Had a bad shoulder, I think. Went off, came back in the last few minutes. Um, so fingers crossed for those of us who have him that uh, he stays in the field because he scores very quickly when he's out there. Wouldn't mind him getting a few more minutes as a Spencer Lenny owner. He's um, Like you said, his PPM is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Friday afternoon, footy kicks off with the Bulldogs and the Bunnies, the uh, classic Good Friday contest at 4pm uh, at Stadium Australia. 
few changes for the Bulldogs. Um, Nick Meany swaps with Corey Allen. He goes to fullback. Jake Avarillo, who's in a lot of teams as a cheap, he hasn't really been scoring fantasy-wise, but he's been dropped. Uh, Lachlan Lewis comes back in. Um, Jeremy Marshall King out with a broken foot, so Sione Katoa back into the starting side. Um, Josh Jackson out suspended, so Renoff Hartoni comes in at lock. So a few tweaks in their, uh, their pack there. What are the key fantasy takeouts? Yeah, Avarillo is the big one, I think. So he scored 29 on the weekend, had a couple of scores around 20 before that so not great at least he ran the ball a bit last week and I thought yeah. there were some signs that he could be coming good maybe in the next few weeks um, but no he's one of the guys who's mm. paid the price for another uh, poor result against mm. Brisbane so yeah he's I think a sell now is there any real value in keeping him and hoping he comes back and starts hitting 40s I mean the only reason to hold him is the fact that there's not a lot of equity in him to to sell but I think Avarillo to Sam Walker is going to be a very popular trade because it does Sam Walker being minimum price it does actually free up enough chunk of cash to be useful and then Avarillo not sure when we're going to see him back if he does come back it could be via the bench or it could be in the centres he might he's no guarantee to score any better than he has the first three rounds and we said last week if he's not going to start pulling out some attacking stats against Brisbane then it may not happen, not happen at all and it, it didn't happen against Brisbane and now he's been um, been punted so yeah time to uh, to jump off I think if you um, if you can free up some cash and go to someone like Sam Walker yep um, Adam Elliott is still scoring really well in the back yeah. row is is he a legit gun this year is this a uh... could be I mean we haven't really seen him play this 80 minute edge role he's sort of he's either been off the bench mm. or he's been at lock and not playing 80 and I was kind of I thought he might be one of those guys who goes out to the edge and doesn't quite get the PPM yep. um, involvement but he's been he's been heavily involved he's getting a few busts and plenty of you know carries and tackles so um, you know as bad as the dogs are going he might be yeah like you said might be legit this year Wait and see. Uh, Nick Kotrick, uh, I don't know if you mentioned him, his first kind of bad score of the year, 26. Um, He gets heaps of run meters. He still did on the weekend, but uh, a few demerits and not much in the way of attacking stats, which uh, could be a trend for the Dogs if they don't start winning games this season. I mean, it's scoring well at centre isn't usually that that reliable at the best of times. So, yeah, you know, he's going to have a few of those in between the the mid-40s, you'd say. Yep. Uh, South's team uh, also unchanged I think um, they, they've been really impressive since pretty much half time in, in round one um, Damien Cook uh, had a huge score in round two back to earth a little bit in round three after also going ordinary in round one Latrell Mitchell had a, an awesome game but it didn't really translate to huge fantasy stats um, Keon Colomitangi saved his score a bit late um, had a few demerits and um, you know barely he didn't even get to 40 I don't think which is a little bit frustrating for his uh, new owner um, what are your main thoughts on the bunnies? Yeah, Colin Matungi had two turnover tackles, which got him above 30 and up to 37, which uh, helps him mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, you would hope for some higher scores or at least, um, you know, 40 in base stats or close to that you know, going forward in the second row. Um, yeah, Latrell Mitchell's an interesting one. It's the kind of score he produced last year a lot, those mm. really good games, try assists. Looks like he has a wowser of a game and still scores 40 points or 37 or, in this case, 43, which maybe a bit concerning for Latrell owners. His average is still quite good. He had that huge game in round one. So, yeah, don't get too scared yet, but um, could be signs of, you know, regressing back to last year's numbers. Mm. Uh, and Damien Cook, is he going to is he gonna get back to what he was? Is this it now? Yeah, I mean, it was a couple of years ago, he just never scored under 50. Yeah. And he's done it twice in three rounds to start this year. I think he's... Um, I mean, I've talked to him about this a few times as his career evolves. He can't just be that all-out, you know, running guy, just 
constantly for 80 minutes every week and with the pace of the game I know we sort of talked about whether or not he's the sort of player that's going to cash in on the new rules but you know I, I know he's quick and he's evasive but he's not getting any younger and he, if he wants to prolong his career and he's got to keep making a lot of tackles in the middle he's going to have to sort of develop that ball playing rather than just being a, yeah. a runner which it potentially makes him a more useful player to Wayne Bennett and to the Rabbitohs, but less useful to, to fantasy coaches. So, yeah, I think it could be a little bit of a trend. He's still going to have those odd games like in round two where he you know, he gets a line break or a try or some attacking stats and he can still pump out at 80 or a 90 or a 100. Yep. But, um, yeah, that might be the uh, the exception rather than the every second week sort of score, I think. Yep. Still one to look for later in the season if he does start scoring some yeah. big scores and you haven't got him, he's going to get very cheap. Mm. And for both Cook and Latrell Mitchell, worth pointing out, they do play the Bulldogs this week. Yeah, so good there point. Could be some attacking stats in wait uh, for the Bunnies. Uh, second Friday game, the Storm against the Broncos. Storm uh, back home against a, a lower-ranked team after two very tough road trips to uh, Western Sydney. Ryan Pappenhausen is back. Very uh, welcome sign to uh, his fantasy owners. Uh, Cameron Munster coming off a, a huge score against the Panthers. He did pretty much everything. Brandon Smith, his first real good score of the year, obviously um, pretty much did exactly what he did the first two rounds but added a try on, so up to the uh, the 60s for him. Um Anything else on the storm? That's pretty much it. Pappenhausen's the big news that he's straight back in, which is good. I think it was a bit of a precaution that he didn't play last week, so always a good chance he was going to play this week. Um, I think Harry Grant's out for another couple of weeks, so if you do have Brandon Smith, there could yeah. be the chances of uh, some more good scores in the next couple of weeks. And Munster, yeah, Munster was on fire all the way mm. through that game in terms of points. So, yeah, I guess that's when you're going to get some 45s in the odd 80. You know, he could get a monster score on his day, but... Um, yeah, probably not going to be one of the consistent halves. The uh, the Brisbane team, some reinforcements back in the front row. Payne Haas finally available after being suspended the first few rounds. Matt Lodge back from that hamstring strain that he copped uh, in round one. Some good attacking stats for their backs. Jermaine Izarko, a huge score. Xavier Coates, a couple of tries. Herbie Farnworth, a real out-of-the-box, was at 70, mm. 74 or something. Um, Tessie New putting up reasonable scores for a cheap centre. Anthony Milford bounced back after a poor score uh, in round two, as did uh, Jake Turpin, who ended up losing precisely zero minutes to Tom Dearden on the bench. Dearden um, back out of the team this week with John Asiata uh, back into the side on the bench. Yeah, Jermaine Azarko, another one. I don't know if you just mentioned uh, with 70. Yeah. Great score for him. Um, yeah, so well done if you kept Milford and or Turpin this week. Uh, they're going to keep making money in the short term and those are good keeper-level scores that they're going to produce once in a while at the very least. Um, Payne Haas will be interesting to see for a lot of uh, teams. Mm. No one's got him, obviously, because he's missed the first month of the season, but um, he's going to be, I assume, a must-have at some point. Mm. Um, all the talk in the preseason was his minutes were going to go down, uh, which I assume is going to happen, so his price probably drops a little. But I don't know. He could be someone who thrives, you know, late in games if he does get a decent rest and halfway through the, mm. you know, comes off in the first half, comes back in the second half against tiring middle forwards. He could get more bust, more offloads than he usually does when he plays these big 70-minute games. Yeah, I mean, he had that a few times last year, right? He sort of, uh, towards the end of the year, he was getting some 65-minute games. He was still putting up some pretty big scores. So definitely one to watch. He could be a little bit like, I think, was it Cam McInnes last year? Missed the first few rounds, um, injured, and yep. or, uh, came back after the COVID break and just was absolutely killing it. But no one had him because he um, he was injured to start the season. Yep. So could be an interesting point of difference um, player the next few weeks. Um, Jordan Ricky, we haven't mentioned, but um, putting up probably borderline keeper scores, but fantastic scores for someone who started as cheap as he did. So probably should be in uh, in most teams after a poor round one. Super Saturday kicks off with the Sharks and the Cowboys. Um, 
up on the sunny coast. Um, sharks had a absolute avalanche of injuries, unfortunately for them uh, last week. A couple of HIAs. Sione Katoa uh, definitely out with a, a knee strain. Um, otherwise, I think most of the guys are back. Moeni Hirodi in on the wing. Um, what are your main takeouts for the Sharks? There's not a lot. I think it's still the halves who were a bit cheap to start the year. Mm. So Chad Townsend, Matt Moylan, both scores in the low 40s, which is kind of fine for their price. They're going to keep uh, ticking over price rises in the next few weeks. I don't know if there's anyone else really in that team I'm that interested in at this point. Um, yeah, they got slammed by injuries in that last game. And yeah. Pretty much I think that game has brought on this likely 18th man Real change in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not too much doing fantasy-wise. Uh, Teague Wilton starts for Britton Nakora, who's suspended, but again, not really fantasy uh, relevant for us. The Cowboys team, mass changes. Todd Payton threatened to uh, pull the trigger after full-time um, in his post-match press conference on the weekend, and uh, so it is. Uh, Jake Clifford uh, dropped. Both edge second rowers have been replaced. Shane Wright and Ben Condon, the new starting edge pairing. Um, Conley Lemuelu into the centres with Esan Masters drops. So um, quite a few changes for them after uh, Peyton lost patience. But um, again, for fantasy coaches, is there much here? Not really. Val Holmes had a decent score. He's back mm. at fullback again now. So, I mean, good news if you started with him. Maybe he's a point of difference. Swing a fullback option. I would still like to see probably some more big scores. And certainly the Cowboys looking better in attack in general before you started uh, picking up Val Holmes and aside from him I don't really see anything at this point yeah nor do I let's just move on yep um, Saturday night footy um, up on the Gold Coast, or we think it's going to be up on the Gold Coast. The Titans and the Raiders. Titans um, inflicted that enormous score on the Cowboys uh, on Sunday. They're unchanged, um, which should be no surprise. Um, they're unchanged from what ran out on the weekend, but they're changed from what was named last week. So Tino Fasuamalaawe at prop and Tyrone Peachy uh, starting at lock. Um, in his press conference, Justin Holbrook said the original plan at the start of the season was for Peachy to come on after that 25 to 30 and play out the game but with you know the, the hot days and the pace of the game Peachy was then needing to be interchanged late in games anyway so he thought why not right. just start him if he's going to be using two interchanges on him yep. get the first spell out of the way then bring him back and get more value out of him that way um, I'm pretty tempted by Peachy this week yeah so his game time was about the same um, last week it was actually the fewest minutes he's played so the first two games he came off the bench and played 51 and 45 minutes and then he started last week and played 43 minutes but it was his best score he had two line breaks a try assist um seven tackle breaks just mm. really ripped the uh cowboys to shreds not as much as david feeder who we'll mention in a moment i'm sure but um yeah he was great so i think he's going to be i mean at this point if you had to pick someone who's going to be the best center we talked up uh Bradman best last year but peachy's a, a really good chance playing in the middle uh, getting attacking stats as well as good numbers for, for tackles and metres. So looks good. I think if he does work his way up to, I mean, ideally 60 minutes off the bench, like that initial plan would be best for him, I think. Yes. Um, you know, more minutes and more game time against tiring defenders in the second half. But um, as is, he's producing keeper level scores for a centre um, and covers the middle as well. So, yeah, handy dual position coverage. Uh, centres are light on the ground. Mm. these days so yeah massively good option if you can spend up well, on David Fafida as well I know plenty of people would have captained him in the absence of Nathan Cleary last week is he a genuine captaincy option whether it's for Cleary owners or for all the non-Cleary owners I know he's beaten up on some of the lower ranked teams the last two yeah. weeks but he looks he's a huge handful I think that was maybe his best I don't know if it's his best fantasy score but certainly uh, 
he had a monster score before he even got that try at the end. Mm. Uh, and before that, I think his best ever score without a try was in maybe 65, mid-60s. So, yeah, I think he's he's improving as a scorer in general. Mm. He's, um, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's quite captaincy level week to week. We'll see. I mean, against the weaker teams, maybe yeah. you could say he is. The week before, he got 75, including two tries. Two tries, against yeah. An arrest. Was that against Brisbane? Brisbane? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I thought that would probably be his ceiling, but he uh, busted through that. So, mm. yeah, the fact he's playing 80 minutes and uh, and looking very dangerous, if he keeps doing that one or two times, then he's certainly up there amongst the best captaincy options. Mm. I mean, maybe you don't captain him if, if the Titans are playing the Storm, but, um, you know, he scored three tries in, in three rounds. He could easily end the season with, you know, 15 or, yeah. or 17 tries, I think, so uh, potentially an option. Uh, what about Big Tino? with The move to prop, he, he probably his PPM went up a little bit. His minutes went down a tiny bit, but basically the same score that he got in, in round one with very similar numbers. Yeah, so 45, um, I think he said his best score, I think. but um, Just, yeah. Yeah, so again, it's what we've been saying all along. His best scores come with tries. It's mm. going to be hard for middle forwards to get tries that often. Um, he did it a lot last year, but you know he was running off Cameron Smith last year, which he isn't at the Titans. So I don't know. As soon as he gets a try, he'll get a big score, and people who sell him will be kicking themselves, I guess. But I think usually he's going to get between... I don't know, 30 and 45, which is not great. Mm. I mean, he's basically treading water at the moment. He's yeah. holding his price. He's not losing money, but he's not gaining any. He's, um, he's just a guy that's putting out average scores. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think I think shy of getting two big try-scoring games back-to-back, I don't really see him making huge amounts of money. Yeah, no, that's a fair call. Uh, Raiders team, uh, the other one that was really um, wrecked by injuries last week, um, Joe Tarpany won't be uh, in the side this week, nor will Curtis Scott, uh, who has a rib injury. I think everyone else is okay. Um, yeah, what do you got for the, uh, the Raiders? <sighs> Jordan Rappiner, he's been really good. Yeah. He had uh, 66 points, no tries mm. on the weekend. I don't think anyone started with him. He's not that cheap, but uh, he's scoring great and he's available in centre and wing fullback this mm. year. Um, I don't think he's going to keep that up necessarily, but he's been great so far. Uh, Bailey Simonson keeps getting these scores in the 20s. Do you keep the faith if you've got him? I mean, there's no rush to sell him. He's, um, he's making some very, 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 very slow cash at the moment, but at some point he's going to score a try or two and he'll put out a, a 50 or a, you know, at least a couple of 45s and, and make a bit of cash. I mean, if you've got no one else to sell and you want to get a Sam Walker or someone yep. in, then, you know, go for it. Um, but, yeah, I don't see any harm in leaving him in, you know, the, the last spot on your bench as your emergency sort of wing fullback cover if that's the, the situation that you're in. Yep, fair enough. Um, i got nothing else on camera. That's pretty much it for camera, isn't it? Let's move on. Knights and the Dragons on Sunday afternoon, 4pm up there at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, Tex Hoy is actually starting to make, um, yeah. you know, put together some scores in the absence of Callum Ponga, who's probably still a couple of weeks away. Um, Three-quarter line still a bit skinny. Uh, Star Toa comes back after missing last week. Blake Green, his first game of the season um, off the bench, um, or we think it's going to be off the bench uh, at this stage. Uh, Jaden Braley keeps putting up pretty impressive numbers. Um, Connor Watson was absolutely super yeah. off the bench last week as well. Yeah, so same story for all three rounds. Braley and Watson, the two stars uh, at the Knights. Um, they're in a lot of fantasy teams already, so obviously hold them while the uh, good scores are coming. Tyson Frizzell's been really good yep. as well. Consistent 60s. Mitch Barnett as well got a try, which helped him to another good score. Um, yeah, so kind of the usual suspects. 
I think uh, Blake Greenback will help the team in general. Um, mm. I was going to say, the guys that he'll help the most will probably be Ponga and Best when they're back fit, so it doesn't really apply yet. But, um, mm. uh, yeah, it can be really handy for those outside backs and, and attacking players. Um, yeah, so no real change, I think, if you've got those guys already, obviously hold them. Yep, just uh, sit tight. Uh, Dragons team... Uh, ben Hunt is probably the big out for them. Uh, a cracked fibula, I think it is. So yep. anywhere from three to six weeks out. Probably three is almost a hole, but it looks like he's probably a sell. Um, and Jack Bird out this week uh, suspended. So that's um, not ideal for his owners, but I, I would say he's a, a hold for now. Yeah, so Bird just the one week, I think. Um, Hunt, yeah, there's a lot of harvests. You know, we've mentioned that uh, really great value this week, so uh, I think you're probably better off selling him and making a lot of money, or if you have a lot of cash, get Cleary um, for him. Otherwise, Andrew McCulloch keeps getting these big scores, 71 yeah. points. Looks like a keeper at hooker. Um, what else? Daniel Alvaro had a pretty dud score for the first time this year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really play much differently. Yeah. He just didn't get that early line break and had a couple of demerits. So it was a pretty similar game, but, you know, instead of a line break, it was a few demerits, and that's enough to bump your 54 down to a 26 or whatever it was. So, I mean, ideally, he's not in your starting 17, I think. I think I might have to... I've got it. My team at the moment, it's sort of between him and Spencer Lenniou for the, the last middle position, yep. unfortunately. But, yeah, I think quite a few coaches are going to be in that position of having one, one cheapie sort of clogging up one of those spots for now. Very similar roles, just uh, yeah. bench medals who uh, get through a lot of points quickly mm. but can have quiet games. I mean, the week before I played Spencer and Alvaro got 54. Yeah, exactly. And this week I played Alvaro and Spencer being... Flip a coin. It's going to happen every single week. Yep. Um, anyone else? Phil Maiano's going okay. Yep. He sort of had a little bit of a come down as well. Um, on the weekend, but yeah, he's been going reasonably well as a, a cheapie. Yeah, he's doing well. Um, I think that's about it. Some people splash that on Zach Lomax and he's been good again, but very expensive for a centre. bit early in the year, I think, to be spending that much money on a centre, but yeah, if you've got him, then you, you're doing okay. Um, Roosters v the Warriors, Sunday evening at the Sydney Cricket Ground, 6.15 kickoff. Um, poor old Roosters, uh, Luke Keary gone for the season, just absolutely shattering news for him. Uh, Lachlan Lamb also at six weeks with an MCL injury. They are both definitely a sell. Uh, Sam Walker will be an extremely popular cheapie uh, min price into the halves this week. Um, Drew Hutchison also starting at 5.8. Uh, Victor Radley returns um, at lock. He... Um, Listed to make his comeback from an ACL injury last week and then had a minor shoulder issue, so he missed out. Um, he starts with Lindsay Collins also missing from the pack after um, an HIA and also an ankle injury. Um, so plenty going on at the Roosters. Yeah, so Sam Walker, probably the buy of the week, although we haven't seen him in action yet. You can afford to wait a week, but he is base price. Uh, he's got big wraps on him, uh, a lot of hype should be a I mean he could well be a very good scorer straight away it's the kind of situation where we all kind of expected to see him at some point this season um, mm. he didn't get the start Lachlan Lamb did then uh, when they had a bench uh, utility it was Drew Hutchinson ahead of him so we thought maybe mm. it's going to be a while and then suddenly Kiri gone for the season Lamb gone for six weeks and and two new halves in so yeah it's kind of as bad as it is for the Roosters it's probably ideal for Sam Walker's fantasy potential because He's straight in, is the dominant half straight away, you would think. Yeah. If he was if he was with Kiri, then Kiri obviously does most things. But uh, with no Kiri there, Walker could score quite well straight mm. away. The one fear about him is that he's quite small. He's under 80 kilos. Uh, he'll be targeted. He's still 18, I think. So mm. he's going to be targeted a lot in defence. So if he gets a lot of missed tackles, he might struggle for scores. But his defence in 
Um, reserve grade's pretty solid. Um, he's scoring 50 points a game this year for the Bears in the Canterbury Cup. So mm. the signs are good. He probably won't do 50, but if he can score 35-40, then he's an absolute bargain. Yeah, I'm not quite sure which side he's going to be on, but you know his edge back rowers either going to be Angus Crichton or Satili Tupanua, who are yep. both pretty monster second rowers, and his centre is going to be either Josh Morris or Joey Minor, who yep. are both big bodies and, and good defenders. So I mean, I think the Roosters system is a good one for him to come into in terms of getting defended um, or protected in that defensive line. Um, like you mentioned, probably a dominant half. I mean, Drew Hutchison's the senior half and, and can kick a footy, but I, I, I can see Walker doing a lot of the. Um, you know, the main ball playing, a lot of the long kicking um, and probably the goal kicking too in that team. He's going to certainly take it ahead of Tedesco, whether or not he takes it ahead of um, Taukiaho when Taukiaho's out there, I'm not sure, but um, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the uh, the backup kicker uh, at the very least. So um, a few things in his favour. Um, anyone else worth talking about Roosters-wise? Tedesco's still scoring reasonably well. Yeah, Tedesco's still Tedesco. Um, obviously, get him in your team whenever you can. But yeah, I think Walker is the big one. Mm. Um, not a must-have this this week, as I said. But um, if not this week, probably going to be one you want to get next week. Um, yeah, you can afford to wait a week, but uh, he's definitely going to make some money. Uh, Warriors team list, Sean O'Sullivan uh, put in a good score when we're talking about cheap halves. He uh, notched up 50 last week in that um, thrilling uh, win over the Raiders. Um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, who is, we thought was a bit of a spent force fantasy-wise, mm. but a monster game from him, 88, and just a huge match-winning effort um, in general. Marcelo Montoya into the centres with Peter Hiku out injured for a little bit. Um, thoughts on the Warriors? Yeah, so I guess Sean O'Sullivan's the big uh, the big news. Um, we talked about him last week a little. He averaged 38, I think, in his 80-minute uh, stints at Brisbane a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, 50 straight up. The Warriors is a great score. I don't know how much of that is repeatable throughout the rest of the season. Mm. It was a strange game because the Raiders copped a lot of injuries in the first half and the Warriors came, um, you know, soaring back and... Uh, and won the game. So he had a lot of run meters, more than 100 run meters. He had four tackle breaks, yeah. um, pretty good kick meter numbers, uh, about 20 tackles. So, yeah, the the running stats, I don't know if he's going to get that every week, but that certainly helped his score a hell of a lot. Probably looks like a yeah, a 40-ish player moving forward yeah. if you take out some of those. I don't, like you said, the 100 run meters and four busts, he's not going to get every week, but at some point he might get a couple of try assists or a try of his own, so potentially could have some bigger scores along the way as well. And if he does average 40, he's going to make more than 100k from here, so still a, a good cheap option. Mm, even potentially a viable um, second half option, especially if anyone has been running with someone um, pretty mediocre like a you know an Aparillo or, or someone because they've got their, their money spent yeah. elsewhere. He's going to be an upgrade on that sort of thing. Yeah, Lachlan Croker, um, those sort of guys. Uh, Easter Monday, always one to look forward to at Stadium Australia. This time, the West Tigers are the home side to the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Tigers, their first win of the year uh, last year, um, had some interesting fantasy implications. Uh, Jacob Little didn't get a try for a change, so a, a poor score for him after a couple of boomers in the first two rounds. Dane Laurie just keeps on keeping on. Absolute must-have in fantasy to start the year. Adam Dewey, a huge score. Luke yeah. Brooks, probably his best actual game, but um, not his best fantasy game of the year. Um, Stefan Yutoi Kamanu um, galloped away for a try, so um, got his price rises moving as well. Yeah, the Brooks Dewey thing is interesting. They both had 
they split the kick meters pretty much 50-50, yeah. but they both had more than 300 kick meters. They had heaps of the ball. The Knights kept coughing up errors. So Brooks's score is still good, but he's not looking like the dominant kicker with yeah. Dewey there. So um, at least they do 50-50, possibly Dewey doing a few more of the long kicks. So, yeah, Brooks I'm still not sure about. He's still averaging 50 for the year, so you don't have to sell him, but might not quite live up to the hope if you started the season with him. A wait and see, I think. Um, Dane Laurie, amazing, another 50 points. Yeah. Looks sensational. Uh, Jacob Little, again, not one to sell yet because his break-even is still low, but um, now that he's not playing 80, he didn't score a try. He usually won't score tries. It looks like he gets about 30 points in 60 minutes, which is not a great return for a hooker. Um, He's still cheap, so he'll make a bit more money, but maybe not too much more. Yeah, I mean, he is going to have... I don't think he's about to get dropped, but he is going to have Jake Simpkin applying some pressure um, at some point. Um, Obviously, the Tigers coming off a win... um, will help him but um, just want to keep an eye moving forward seven missed tackles in that game is probably yeah. a, a huge factor as well so that's 14 demerits that you know would have got him up to what's that 46 points would have been a lot more acceptable and yeah seven misses isn't going to keep him in the team uh, long term either so I uh, definitely want to keep an eye on there the Parramatta side um I mean, they did what they had to do against the Sharks, who were pretty resilient in defense until uh the floodgate sort of opened in the last 10 minutes of that game uh, a couple of changes. Ryan Madison back after sitting out last week with a head knock. He pushes Isaiah Papali'i back to the bench. Um, Mitch Moses has been named. Um, I was pretty happy with myself with him as a, a point of difference option in the halves the first two weeks, but um, contributed to a pretty rubbish team score from me over the, the past week, 18 from him. He's been named. Uh, we'll obviously have to go through protocols, but with a nine-day turnaround, you think he would be okay. Um, what do you got for the Eels? Yeah, I think Moses as a non-owner... Uh, that concussion, unfortunately for him, is going to drop his price in the next few weeks, you would think. So it makes him very tempting in two or three weeks if you want another, yet another half in your team. Um, yeah. Could be one for the middle of the season. Um, Reid Marnie finally didn't have a monster score. He got 53, which is still good, but mm-hmm. um, not 100. It wasn't, what did he get in the second week? 75 or something. 75, so, yeah. Yeah, so again, maybe he's going to get back down to 50s. We'll wait and see. I don't know if he's going to be a massive scorer, yeah. maybe just a one-off. I mean, I was watching him closely because I genuinely thought about buying him. If he's going to be a real breakout scorer this year, like you want to get on early rather than later. Yep. Um, so I was watching him closely, and I don't think he made a tackle for about 20 minutes in the second half. Such was the degree to which the Sharks were under the pump. The Eels yep. were scoring, getting the ball back, line dropout, line dropout, scoring, getting the ball back. He literally went, I think it was almost 20 minutes without making a single tackle. So 59 tackles the week before, 37 yeah. against Cronulla. So you add in 20 in base and that's you know yeah, another that's 73. So. It's a hard game to read too much into when yeah. the Sharks had four four interchanges in the first half and then that was it. They lost the rest, you know, lost four players and yeah. uh, were out on their feet for the rest of the game. So, yeah, strange game. Um, Papali'i going back to the bench this week where he scored really well in the first two rounds. Mm. Again, he's another player I don't really have a good read on because he's had two different roles and scored well in both, but it's so strange for a middle forward off the bench to score so well. Yeah, I mean, just the way that Brad Arthur's using him, he's coming on after 25 and then playing out the game. Um, I I might have said this on the podcast previously, but I spoke to him after round one, and he said that was never the plan Mm. for him to come on and play out the game, but the trainer kept saying, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he ended up staying on and then he sort of turned the game for them against Brisbane and then he was huge for them yeah. in round two as well. So it's kind of in the, you know, the club's interest for him to be on the field and while he's out there, he's getting through plenty of work. So it's good for fantasy scores, but it's just, I mean, he's not as if he's bargain basement price. So whether you want to pay 
you know, and three good scores now, it's sort of been factored in as well. So do you want to trust a bench forward with that much of your... Because even if he goes back to 45s, which is, you know, a totally fine score for a bench Mm. forward, it's not what you're going to be paying for if you buy him right now. So, yeah, yeah, still a little risky, but he could, who knows, he could keep in this up for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else in the Eels? Um, Martin Yukore is putting up some ridiculous numbers at at centre. Yeah, what a find is it? Yeah. a new centre. He might almost be one of the better centres in the competition just in the NRL. I thought he might get found out a bit. Had he there. played centre before this? Is this? It's so, again, we um, we interviewed him after that game where he came in for, for Wonga Blake and he actually said he played a lot of his 20s in the centres. Okay. So that kind of helped him with that. If you watch him closely, he's when to jam in and when to sort of, you know, fold out. Yep. He's actually making some really good decisions defensively and then he's, you know, when he does line up someone one-on-one because of his size he's just yeah. he's rocking bloke he's got a couple of turnover tackles in there as well so it looks like he's going to be there until Wonga Blake's back which is another month or so but um, who knows what happens after that yeah interesting um, Tom Opacek speaking of centres very good he's due a big score he keeps getting scores in the 30s without scoring tries so he'll mm. get a 50 and surprise some people soon mm. I think so um, he thought he had a couple of tries on the weekend yeah 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 he's one of those guys who was actually in my squad briefly in the preseason, and then I thought no what am I doing and mm. took him out for someone cheaper who's not scoring nearly as well so yeah <laughs> such is the way yeah, absolutely um, should we take some questions absolutely quite a few this week um had one come in earlier today from Kai C, Kai, Kai Cantwell, who uh, is looking at trading Luke Brooks to Daily Cherry Evans, can't quite afford Nathan Cleary, uh, also looking at Sam Walker. Yeah, so Sam Walker, great buy this week, we think. Um, DCE, rock solid as always. Yeah. I don't know if you have to sell Brooks right now. I'm probably a little bit more optimistic on Brooks than you are, but... Um, yeah, there's a chance if he averages 50 or higher, he's going to be, you know, a high-scoring moneymaker, really, and then mm. you catch him out. But, yeah, at some point the plan is to, I think, switch him to one of these top-level guns. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Brooks is a sell in isolation, but I think he can be sold if you can upgrade your team and you just don't have anyone else to move on because everyone else is, you know, a top-level keeper or, or making some proper cash. Yeah. Um, Ryan Burgess asks, uh, is Avarillo a trade? If so, who for? Um, and what are the chances of Spencer Lenniou playing? Um, Avarillo, uh, I would have held before the team list came out, and the fact he's been dropped is a pretty bad sign, yeah. uh, with no obvious sign that he's going to start making money when he comes back. So I think he is a sell. Um, yeah, the one thing going in his favour was that he was a centre, and most people only have one backup centre. Yeah. Um, but if he's not playing, he's not pro- providing much uh, depth for you. So, yeah, I think he is probably a sell. I mean, I guess the question is, if he's your starting centre, who do you get? Yeah, well... Because, I mean, a lot of people are going to trade him to Sam Walker, but if you need a centre to score, then, I mean, you probably have to find some cash for a you know, Opacek, a, a Momorowski. I think Momorowski's the best of the cheaper options, you know, the most affordable one who's scoring keeper-level yeah. scores. If, you could, if you've got a lot of money, then probably Peachy's the best of them. Yep. Um, Birdman asks if you don't own Cleary but can bring him in this week, is this the time to do it up against the Sea Eagles? I think as soon as possible, regardless mm. of who he's playing. Um, if it doesn't tear your team apart, I think uh, I think go for it. Yeah. It just makes the captaincy decision so much easier yeah. at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, people who, who 
hit the jackpot with Fafita last week, great, but on any given week you're going to get one of those guys who's not as consistent and will get 50 points when Cleary mm. gets 70 or 80, so I think uh, get him in. Yeah, I mean, you're paying an absolute premium for him. He's north of a mil now, but, you know, Panthers are off a short turnaround, but, um, or, I mean, they played on Thursdays, so that's short, but Cleary himself's had a week off, so well-rested going into Manly on, on Thursday night. He's, um, you know... You could kick 15 conversions. <laughs> yeah, true. Aside from everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably try and get him in if you can. Uh, Pups writes in, um, I'm battling and need some inspiration. Join the club. Uh, thinking O'Sullivan and Armau in for Tino and Lamb. We'll leave, a little ca- leave little cash in the bank for future trades. Thoughts on that one? Yeah, so O'Sullivan's been really good, as we said. I think he's a good buy. Um, only issue is if you start getting six or seven halves in your team, maybe that's too yeah. much. But um, aside from that, he looks good. Lisa Armour, what are his numbers? So 61. He scored a try in the first round, which yeah. sort of really got his price moving. Yeah, so 61, then 39, 42, which is fine. His break-even's still low. He'll make some money. I think you've maybe missed the boat, or there's yeah. certainly other cheap options who are going to make more money. So I'd probably look elsewhere on that front. Yeah, if he was still sort of around that 400k, I'd say yes. For a f- he's going to average 40, we think, based on you know what we've seen so far. I think that's about what he got the first round without the try as well. But yeah. you're now paying almost half a mil for him. I don't think I, it's quite worthwhile. I think one thing this year, um, who knows if the injury is going to keep continuing as much as we had on the weekend, but I do think there's going to be a lot of cheapies who pop up across the course yeah. of the season. We've had a bunch already. Um, you know, Walker's arrived quicker than we thought, and O'Sullivan's come out of nowhere. And so, yeah, I think if there's not an obvious uh, cheapie that fits your squad now, just probably wait a few weeks and someone's going to pop up. Someone will, someone will come along. Yep. Um, Net. I was going to say Nathan, but it looks like Nanthan. Um, love the podcast, guys. Is Sam Walker a must-have cow with all the Roosters injuries, or is there a better buy? I mean, he's as cheap as you're going to get with anyone yeah. um, this week. Uh, I don't think he's must-have this week. Um, I might be getting him myself, but I would quite like to wait a week and see how he goes before that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he could easily end up being one of those, you know, Dane Laurie-style 45, 50-point players who's really cheap. Yep. Uh, Matthew Tabbitt asks, I've got no backup backs with Avarillo gone. Um, so it's testing you and Momorowski in the centres with Laurie, Teddy and Paps at the back, but no one to cover either of those spots. I was planning on uh, going Fasfa Malaawi and Andrew Davey to Fafita and Walker, but should I um, do something about my no backup in the backs? You can probably get away with it for one or two weeks. I mean, you might yeah. be unlucky and have a late withdrawal or something on a Sunday. One of the centres might pull out and you're stuck, but um, short of that... You know, if you've got a, as long as you can plan for bringing in another centre or, or winger fullback in the next yeah. few weeks, um, kind of get a little shortlist going and, and mm. work out a way of doing it. Uh, if it's one or two weeks, I think you're okay. If you're thinking long term, you're going to have to get backups at some point soon. Yeah, I mean, all those guys have been named this week, so I think, like you said, a week or two, it's fine. But you don't be running for half the season with no cover in the backs because at some point there's going to be a laid out and you'll you'll cop a donut. Um, Oz Hazard asks: Is Talkiaho to Adam Elliott to sideways, and is Brandon Smith to David Fafita a good trade? Uh, the second one probably is. Um, uh, Fafita looks fantastic. Uh, Takiaho, I, th- I think he can hold a bit longer. Yeah. Well, he just played 80 minutes on the weekend with their injuries, didn't he? So yeah. 79, he went off for about half a minute. And, and came back, yeah. But um, still didn't get a massive score. I think got 60, 62 or something. Yeah. yeah. So you probably want more from him from those kind of games. But still, he's scoring in the 50s. He, at this stage, is still the goal kicker. If you lose the goal kicking to Walker, then he might be one to yeah. 
True. to get rid of. But um, yeah, and Adam Elliott, I'm still not 100% sold on him. Is he going to keep it up? I can't. Quite I don't know. I, yeah, it's it's still kind of too early in the season mm. to um, for someone who's been around a few years, who's now just a, seeming to take a huge leap based on three games. If he goes back to 45, you'll be feeling a bit silly if you've sold a 50 point player for him. So yeah. Yeah, still a bit risky. I'd give another week before making that call. Yeah, same. Uh, Robert Day has both Ben Hunt and Offa Hengawi. Are they both trades? They probably are. Yeah. Offa Hengawi's... I mean, I'm, I had him and I enjoyed his round one score and then it's just gone south since I'm selling him this week. Yep. Um, ben Hunt, I think, just with how much he's worth and the fact that you know he's not playing this week, I think, just get something for his value as soon as possible yeah I mean there, there are better uh, better halves out there in Cleary and you know probably Moses and, and DCE DC. as well so long term you can get someone better and in the short term you've got all these cheap guys O'Sullivan, Walker and the like Schuster so yeah I think I think he's a sell yep uh, Dom Sullivan says I know Jake Turpin probably has some money to make still but should I move him on because I desperately need other middle or an edge got very little cover there but plenty of hooker depth um, it's an odd time to be selling Turbin. Just got 66. His yeah. break even is 27 in the mid 20s. So, yeah, I mean, ideally hold him. Again, uh, depth you want long term for one or two weeks. You can afford to not have it. I think. Um, so don't sell a good player just for the sake of having a backup in a different position. Yeah, no, I think uh, Turpin, if you've got currently, this is not the week to be selling him. Um, Brent Jackson asks, uh, Brooks and Navarillo to Stephen Crichton and Sean O'Sullivan or to Pappenhausen and Sam Walker? I prefer Pappenhausen and Sam Walker, I think. Same, yeah, I wouldn't be buying Stephen Crichton. I know he's got a few weeks at fullback coming up. But yeah. he's, he's not going to be the goal kicker moving forward because Cleary's back. Yeah, yeah, he could have four good scores at fullback and then go back to his regular scores at centre and then mm. you yeah. haven't made a heaps, heaps of money and you have to upgrade him anyway. And he's he's hardly cheap as it is. Yep. Um, Paul Burns needs a centre for under 470k. Who would you pick out of Momorowski, Farnworth and Tessie New? Momorowski, I would say. Uh, I also would say that. Easy. Ch- Chubba asks... Um, Oh, no, that's a reply. Sorry. Just talking about trading off Ngawi. I agree. Um, got a screenshot. That's a bit hard to relate on a podcast. Uh, Eugene Tan, uh, Aparillo to Walker is a simple trade. How about Little to either Peachy or Elliot? Yeah, again, Little has got more money to make, yeah. so not a great week to sell. Um, aside from that, I don't mind switching him to... Uh, Peachy, who covers yep. centre, could be the best scorer in his position. So, yeah, ideally maybe do that next week when Avril's made when Little's made a bit more money. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, Johnny Leary is back. Avarillo to Sam Walker seems a no-brainer, but that leaves me without any centre coverage. Um, not a massive deal in the short term. Uh, should I also drop Hetherington for Herbie Farnworth, or finally get rid of Big Tino for Peachy? Uh, means I'm relying on Fumayano's scores as a mid. What a love for um, Herbie Farnworth this week, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't think he's necessarily going to keep up massive scores, but yeah, who knows? Uh, Tino for Peachy, was it? Yeah. I, I quite like that. I don't move. mind that, yeah. yeah. I mean, sh- it looks like Peachy's going to score better and you can put him at centre, which means you, you know, whoever your other centre is, is, you know, it's probably going to be a weaker scorer, yeah. but it means you've got a proper forward scorer as one of your centres. Peachy's taken uh, Tino's position at the Titans, so he may as well take... Yeah, <laughs> his position in your team. Exactly right. 
Hunter Hutchin needs a centre looking at Momorowski, Herbie and Opacek. So similar to the previous question, um, what's your recommendation for replacing Avarillo? We still think Momorowski? I think so. Yep. A lot of Momorowski love this week. Uh, Nick Parmenta, uh, Taukiaho to Campbell Gillard or Adam Elliott, is that too sideways? Uh, yeah, I think to Campbell Gillard is definitely sideways. Elliot, it might pay off, but a bit earlier to say. Yep. Um, Jay White, Moses Fakiri. I assume he has Kiri, needs to sell him. Is Moses a good one to bring in? Again, is it a weird week to do it? Yeah, I mean, assuming he plays and passes the protocols, last time he played West Tigers on Easter Monday... He scored long-range tries and kicked field goals and a bunch of conversions and I can't remember what he scored, but it was pretty good. So. Yeah, he'll need a good score to make money this week. He's breaking <laughs> in the high seventies, but true. Um, yeah, Moses. I think he's in. He's what seven forty-six, which is pretty good price. Mm. He can get cheaper, even if it's a couple of sixties. He's going to get cheaper. So uh, yeah, I'd be holding off. I really might get him in a few weeks. I mean, if you have to get a scoring half this week and you yeah. think he's your guy long term, then yeah, he's still a good. One. He, he's probably underpriced for what his season average should end up. Yep. Being? Yep, I think so. Ideally, don't buy in this week, but yeah, if you need the scorer, then I don't hate it. Uh, Freddie Farage wants to know if the change, if there's been any changes to the emergency rule. Uh, last week, Avarillo kicked in for Hudson, but I had Bailey Searin in an emergency as well. Um, no, no is the short answer. No is the short answer. Without seeing your team, basically, um, you know, if you're missing, you know, someone from your starting edge, then your top edge on the bench even if it's within your 14 to 17 comes into the starting side and everyone else just moves up one so hopefully that uh, clears up uh, whatever happened with your team um, another centre question from Has uh, no Morovsky involved this this time he just wants to know Opacek or Tessie New uh, Tessie New covers two positions so that gives him a slight yeah. advantage I think Opacek's scoring has been a bit better it's certainly more consistent I think Tessie's probably got a bigger upside but also a a lower sort of worst case Floor, score yeah. as well. Does that help? Does, do we <laughs> Does that answer your question? Um, uh, Dylan writes in, uh, got Sam Walker in for Avarillo and 296k in the bank. Is it too early to upgrade Brooks to a gun or should I keep looking to bring in cheapies such as O'Sullivan? Uh, I don't know if upgrading Brooks, that's probably not enough to get Cleary in, is it? No. 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 In which case, probably is too early. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's sort of would you consider Brooks to O'Sullivan if you had to use O'Sullivan as your starting half? Yeah, I mean they could so based on last week they what did Brooks got forty five, O'Sullivan got fifty. Yeah. I think Brooks will score a bit better on average, but he's O'Sullivan's a lot cheaper mm. and will make money. Frees up a bit of cash and doesn't hurt your team scores too much. Yeah, if freeing up the cash helps you elsewhere, I don't yeah, I don't mind it. Um yeah, I don't mind that either. Uh, Alex Payne says, who do you think is the best centre option? Go with Peachy and Lomax or take a punt on Momorowski? Sorry, Peachy or Lomax. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, Uh, Lomax I would just skip this year, basically. He's really expensive. Maybe get him right at the end if you've got heaps of spare cash. But um, uh, if anything, he's going to go backwards, you would think at some point. Uh, Peachy, I think, will be the best centre, is my guess at this point. Momorowski is really good value for money. Yeah. uh, yes, whatever suits your team better at the moment. I agree with all that. That's uh, all the time that we have for this podcast. I hope we've answered your questions. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors at DoorDash. That is the Around Four Teams podcast. We'll be back this time next week to discuss Round Five. <laughs>